3: Host your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money. AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post and The New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now here's Michael Cargill.
4: Good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so it's time to restore Texas, the Texas legislature. You know, there's we got a bunch of stuff we're actually going to talk about today and we have people around the country. We have people in Texas. We have people that are talking about things in Michigan, you know, in Texas, uh, you have, there's some representatives and some house members, state senators that are saying, hey, we need to reopen Texas. And the legislature should do that. Also over in Michigan, we have some people in Michigan said, you know what, you know, governor uh, in Michigan, Gretchen, Whitmer, you're not doing it right. We need to take some of those powers away. So we have some breaking news coming out of Texas. You got Warren Nord uh, from the DFW area says Texas should have a special session to handle the coronavirus. And also Jason Howland from Michigan. He says put America back to work. Also, there's an Austin police officer involved shooting. And also some Austin citizens are in Zolka Park. They're saying, you know what? Eh, forget this stay in place. We're gonna go out and we're gonna hang out in the park. Also, we're gonna talk to Shelly Luther. She's the owner of a hair salon she's saying you know what it's time to get back to work well let me tell you there's an online petition that's going around it's saying specific powers are granted to our governor in our texas constitution in article 4 section 8 that states that governor may on extraordinary occasions convene the legislature at the seat of government or at a different place in case that should be in possession of a public, of the public enemy or in the case of a prevalence of disease threat, of a disease threat. So do you believe we are neck deep in the extraordinary occasion? Texans elected their state representatives and state senators to represent their best interest, especially in times like these. Now to date, our governor has subverted the authority of the Texas legislature by violating article 1 section 28 of the Texas Constitution which states no power of suspending laws in this state shall be exercised except by the legislature many of his executive orders have undermined the authority of our state lawmakers multiple times including suspending due process of law and interfering with the judicial branch so are you willing to allow this overreach or, or or just will we let your voice be heard? So there's an online petition that's going around asking people to sign that petition because we need the Texas legislature to step in and have a special session because that's what it's all about. That's what us, that's what our Texas constitutional says. So let me bring into the conversation Warren Nord because Warren says, he's, a, he's an attorney in North Texas and Warren says, you know, Governor Abbott, he says, hey, county judges, he says, hey, city councils around the state of texas he's saying don't mess with texas and so i want to bring him into the conversation because man he's got a lot to say there's a lot going on around this state people are calling for the legislature to step in they're saying this is the time this is what the constitution was all about the texas constitution they actually saw this, you know, our forefathers for the state of Texas, and said, you know, in case of a pandemic, you know, some type of uh, threat of disease, the legislature should convene to handle this situation. So let me bring into the conversation Attorney Warren Nord. Attorney Nord, welcome to come and talk to you, sir.
1: Should be working. Uh, I'm All right. Try video. I just
4: turn the, to off. the attorney, Give us a little bit here to get the uh, attorney Nord on on the line there. Um, but this online petition, I'm telling you, I we're gonna we're gonna put this link. I think I'm gonna have Felicia put the link to it uh, in the public comments so that people can go on and start signing this petition because it's time for Texans to get back to work. We have people around the state that are tired of sitting at home, they want to be able to get back to work and deal with this. You know, if you're sick, stay home. You have underlying conditions, stay home. Um, If you don't, if you're afraid to be around other people because of this pandemic, they're saying, hey, stay home. So am am I right, Felicia?
5: 100%. Most people are okay to be out and about. Most people want to be out and about. And just like pre-quarantine, if you don't want to leave your house, if you don't want to go do something, no one's going to force you to do it. We still have delivery options. We still have curbside options. But shutting down an entire country to support the few, I mean, I'm surprised that we've handled it and allowed it to last this long. But I think that what we can see in the media and definitely online on social media, people are done and the quarantine is going to have to come to an end or we're going to see serious repercussions
4: yeah because i like the fact that you know people are out at zoka park right now as we speak you know and they're out having a great time because uh, gary was out there yesterday and they're saying you know no i'm not going to stay at home i'm going to hang out matter of fact i need the gyms open what, did, what did they say gary
0: well there were probably five or six hundred people there it was a nice sunny day um people had their dogs going on jogs biking you know the normal stuff it looked like kind of a busy summer day um but yeah people were saying that they're ready for it to open back up and nobody was wearing masks and when i say nobody i mean 95 percent of the people and nobody was social distancing again not there were maybe a handful but um disproportionately people seem not to care at all and it appears that the the people of austin are ready for the the businesses to start opening back up and some of them were a little bit more hesitant to do so but they they were expressing that the conversation does need to happen and it needs to happen sooner than later
4: all right let me see if we got attorney uh warren nord ready to come on and tell us what's okay all right so we're still working on him all right so but you know what gary Tell me what yeah. else was going on out there at Zilker Park.
0: Well, you know, it's just people, they're having a good time. They're um I think there there was a gentleman I talked to and he was from Redondo Beach and he was saying that you know, he's uh he, he's he's really not liking the social distancing thing because he can't get close to ladies and I think that he's getting lonely.
4: <laughs> uh, he's gonna get co- he gonna, he's gonna get a little close to that Rona uh, if he wants to hang out. That's a, that's always a possibility as well. Well, yeah, I mean, there's you also that, a lot yeah. of other
0: poss- There's a lot of diseases you can get from being too close to some some women or some men. You know, right? Yeah,
1: worse than Corona.
0: Yeah, a lot worse than Corona, Michael. Uh-huh. So, you know, let's not let's not you know do what the the mainstream news is and over exaggerate the the side effects of Corona because there's also things like AIDS and. uh, That will kill
4: you. That is true right Zach?
0: (laughs) Don't
6: look at me.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Hey I'm clean as a whistle buddy.
0: But no but in all seriousness though there were there were other people there that I talked to and uh you know my when I when I talk to people I like to have a good time and we chop it up and joke around but people really were saying that they're they're ready for the the businesses to start opening up again. And right. people are carrying masks on them, but they're not necessarily wearing them. It's almost like a, it's almost like they're, it, it's like some sort of like a, like a pass card or a, something so that they don't get in trouble with the police or I
4: don't know. All right. All right. So we come back from the break. We're going to have Attorney Warren Nord come on. He's going to tell us about What's going on with him and up North Texas and also some other businesses around the state of Texas because we have some legislators, some elected officials saying, hey, you know what? We need to put Texas back to work uh, because the governor, he shouldn't have to do this all by himself. We need to convene the 2020 special session of the Texas legislature and have them decide this because that is how our Constitution was written. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
5: This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 1370, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
4: That's right. Some people saying, hey, they got bills. They got bills to pay and they're trying to get back to work. And most Texans are not used to doing this. And that's what we're talking about um, here in the state of Texas. We're talking about also in Michigan. So let me go to attorney Warren Nord out of North Texas, Restore Texas. Attorney Nord, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Happy
1: for having hey. me. My pleasure. Hey. Yes, sir.
4: So, you know, What's happening in, uh, around Texas now that people are demanding to get back to work?
1: Well, it was, it was at the very beginning of this thing. Uh, you know, whenever you think maybe it's a zombie apocalypse, um, you can understand a little government overreach. But as time goes on, people are having less and less patience for this. It's very clear that we've not been told always with the story, you know, don't use a mask, a, a mask might help. Uh, this thing's going to infect everybody. Uh, the very young. Well, now we realize that it, it it only hits the very old. 90% of the deaths are above 55. Um, and so you're starting to recognize that, look, if you just don't touch people that are infected and, and don't sing into their face, you're going to be all right. But what's really bad, the, the bad part, and because I'm not a doctor and I don't know, this thing could turn into a uh, walking dead virus and we're all zombies in six months. So I'm I'm not here to talk about the medical part. But what I do know is that the Texas governor does not make law. He just doesn't. And he's the weakest governor in the country in terms of actual power. And he cannot simply make an executive order that says I suspend laws and I make laws. Um, and so what I did was I put together a little a little help sheet uh, for people to understand. Uh, I, I'm looking at it and I can share it with you if you like. But if people can go to my Facebook page and see it, it's in my banner picture. Um, but it's the Texas Constitution. I've, I've seen an actual citation. where where a cop said that protesting was not uh, uh, an essential activity. (laughs) Dude, in the United States of America, uh, protesting is the most essential activity. It's what we do best. And so you don't get to say we don't get to protest. Um, But you have some things like uh, Article 1, Section 28 of the Constitution, that says no power of suspending laws in the state shall be exercised except by the legislature. It's right there in black and white. Uh, and 29 says the Bill of Rights is exempted from the powers. All laws contrary are void. And and then going on down, I'll make this real fast. Article three, which is legislative powers, and this is mind-boggling to me. Um, that uh, well, actually, section article four, talking about executive powers, it says the governor may, on extraordinary occasions, convene the legislature at the seat of government or at a different place, in the case of disease threat. Our constitution, our constitution actually talks about what to do in the case of disease. The governor can call a session, they make laws, the governors don't make laws. And the problem here is the governor makes a nice bland law, bland executive order that uses the word shall avoid and shouldn't do this and guys, please don't do these kinds of things. And then the county judges say, see that we're gonna, we're gonna incorporate that. And then we're gonna have some sheriffs and some police and code enforcement go ballistic and say, well, we're gonna give people citations. That's just not the way it works in this in the state. Legislatures make crimes, define crimes. Decreed orders don't define crimes, and all these county judges that are defining crimes are are off the chain. They are they have no power to do this, um, and that's the problem.
4: And so what I'm hearing you say is that this is above their, pair, their, their pay grade. So you're saying, yes. hey, the county judges don't have that right to give someone a, a class B or class A misdemeanor or felony. They don't have that right. That is actually reserved for the, the Texas legislature.
1: Right. Now, they do make ordinances. They can make ordinances. And so people like Dallas, Dallas has actually an ordinance. So I've got to look at that more closely. But a lot of these county judges uh, judges have just said, you see what the, what the governor did? We're just going to take that and we're going to make that a law. And we're going to enforce that as though it's law when it's simply not. And what's funny about this is I think the governor saw people going too far because his executive orders, I would say that they're not constitutional. But a lot of them don't actually say what people say they say. They'll say, if you go to a restaurant, you're breaking state law. Well, no, it doesn't say that at all. It just shall avoid. I'm going to avoid restaurants between the times that I'm eating, that I'm hungry. You know, Or if someone say, I'm going to avoid a salon. Well, I normally get my hair cut once a month, and I'm going to get it cut, cut every, two, every two months because I'm avoiding it. It doesn't say you're breaking the law if you're doing that, but that's the way it's being enforced by uh, aggressive uh, judges. Um, the other and thing the
4: government is, government is, government is uh, recommendation,
1: mm-hmm. right? And what's really funny is in the last one, I think it's GA 16. I actually have to pull it up. You can find these things on the web if you look for them. Uh, although GA-16, is is it's an executive order that Greg, that, uh, Greg Abbott signed um, on March 31st, and it says that, and he, as and he, you can tell, he could see that people are going too far. And he says, and I quote, I hereby suspend sections 418.1015B and 418.108 of the Texas Government Code. Okay, so he has, now of course, he doesn't really have the power to suspend laws. But to the extent, if you're going to say that he has the power to make laws, then he certainly has a right to suspend the laws that he's made. And so in in his executive order, he says, here's a bunch of stuff. And oh, by the way, I'm suspending all of the unconstitutional stuff that you guys have been doing. So that section of the law, that 1015B is the part that says that county county judges and mayors have the ability to make law as though they are the governor in their respective areas. He has suspended that. Uh, Now, I would say that's unconstitutional anyway, but to the extent that it is constitutional, he has suspended it. So all of these, if you look at every one of these, uh, you look at Dallas, Clay Jenkins, you look at at, uh, Glenn Whitley and and Fort Worth, you look at Hildago and, and Harris, they all refer to 418 of the Texas Government Code, and their power to create laws under that unconstitutional law has been suspended by the governor, if it exists at all. So that's the funny part, is you've got a, you've got a what I would consider an unconstitutional law uh, b- giving the power of the governor to do something that he can't do under the Constitution, and then he's suspending, which he also can't do under the Constitution, a section of that law, which the county judges are then using and abusing, and now they're ignoring it. Uh, now they don't sign no, yeah. exactly that part, yeah.
4: So if you had a message yes. for
1: the governor, what would, you what would you say to the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott? I would say, look, you. we understood that this is a big deal at the beginning, but it's time to get right. You either got to let us go or you've got to call the legislature like the Constitution says you're supposed to. Because we can all see it and we're all kind of embarrassed that a Republican governor is doing that when he should. What he should have done at the very beginning is he should have said, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to strongly suggest the social distancing. I can't make a law about it because the Texas legislature hasn't hasn't come together. And he should have said, we're going to have an emergency meeting by Zoom or by some means or or in Abilene or somewhere where nobody is, and we're going to make some laws because that's what the Constitution says we do. That's what it says. And if he wanted to say, oh, we had to do something, I wouldn't have filed a lawsuit the day after all this stuff started, but I'm, I'm preparing to file a lawsuit. Because he has not done what he's supposed to do, and I'm not going to attack the governor because the governor's not putting anybody in jail. The governor is empowering, however, all of these out of control county judges. We got we got uh, in Cleburne, Cleburne, Texas. You got uh, the mayor of Cleburne is putting giving people citations for walking into Walmart with more than one person from the household. Look, really, I mean, I got I got a copy of the citation. Traveling in pairs is now against the law because. Because Scott Kane is the mayor, and he decides that's what the governor has told him he can do. You got to clamp down on that. That's out of the pale.
4: So, so who you who you filing the lawsuit against?
1: It's going to be a, a what i I've got about three quarters done is a, a writ of an application for writ of mandamus against all the county judges and and the uh, or actually several county judges and several mayors. It's I'm gonna I'm going to file it with the Supreme Court of Texas. Because it's a statewide issue. Um, they have discretion. They don't necessarily have to do it. I'm trying to stay away from actually attacking the governor. He's my, I mean, I'm on his team, right? We're both Republicans. And, and at the beginning, you could understand why he might have gone a little bit far. But as time goes on, we must demand more restraint from the government. People are really right. and truly losing their livelihoods.
4: I want, I want to thank well, Attorney Warren North for coming on. We're also going to get one of your clients on, uh, Shelly Luther, um, here after we come back from the break. And then we're going to go to Michigan with Jason Howland right after we we, we talk with Shelly, because I want to talk to her, because she's a salon owner in the North Texas area. So I want to thank you, uh, Attorney Warren North, for coming on and laying that out for us. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about Michigan, because you know what? This is happening all around the country. We're saying, hey, it's time for uh, for Independence Day, the 4th of July, because you know what? We would like to celebrate our freedom. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill
4: talking about Texas, we're talking about Michigan. You know, specific powers are granted to our governor in our Texas constitution. In Article 4, Section 8, that states the governor may on extraordinary occasions convene the legislature at the seat of government or at a different place in case that should be in possession of the public enemy or in case of the prevalence of disease threat. We're talking about exactly the situation that we're in right now. this situation here is time to seat the legislature. We need to have a special session twenty twenty to have the elected officials that are represented by the people for the people to decide what needs to happen during this time, not the governor by himself and so I do want to try to go to um, Michigan want to try to see if we can get in touch with um jason Howland over in michigan because i need to see what's going on over there Uh, but while we're trying to get uh, mr Howland on the phone in michigan felicia man there was a shooting in north dallas oh well in dallas what last week what happened in dallas felicia
5: it wasn't last week it happened this weekend weekend? Um, okay yes the news broke last night but there was a shooting in dallas um A perp broke into this guy's shed um, at night, and the homeowner used a firearm to protect himself and shot the guy, and then the guy ran off to his car, got in the car, and was driving away, died in the car, and then hit a parked vehicle, Mm. and Dallas PD has charged the homeowner with manslaughter because he failed to call in that he had discharged his weapon. Um, Mm. there's not a lot of facts on it right now because it happened less than 24 hours ago or right around 24 hours ago. Oh, wow. Now, but um, this isn't the first time that Dallas PD has actually charged a homeowner for using uh, a firearm to protect themselves. In late September of 2019, a 72-year-old man also fired shots uh, when someone was breaking into his home and he was actually arrested for murder. Uh, it, from mm-hmm. what I can tell in court documents I searched last night, he has not gone to trial yet and there doesn't seem to be a plea deal um, on record either. But this is, this is a serious problem. This is a direct violation of Texas Penal Code uh, 9.41 Section A and B, which means that homeowners and renters now because of the last session have the ability to protect themselves and their property, you know, this is where we That's have right. the Texas Council doctrine. Um, and this is something that I know come and talk, it will be paying attention to and to put on my GOA hat for a second. This is something that we're definitely looking into to see how um, we we can try and help With the situation because if these guys lose in court texas loses because this means that we can't protect ourselves if um if we discharge our firearms when people are taking our property
4: yeah and just just a little bit to protect you after you pull that trigger you know kind of remember this you have a right to remain silent anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law Uh, i suggest once you discharge that firearm you stop that threat You might wanna dial 911 and then call your attorney and let your attorney do the talking for you. Uh, Definitely dial the police, report it, call your attorney, let your attorney talk for you. I wouldn't recommend talking to the police at all because we've seen, we have this shooting that just happened in Austin, where Austin involves uh, a police officer involved shooting and immediately the system is designed to protect officers. It's designed that way. You have a judicial system, you have the police department that come and investigate themselves so they can protect themselves. That whole system is designed to protect police officers. There's nothing designed to protect the citizen. And so even though the laws say, hey, under the Texas penal code, you can protect yourself if someone is, you know, committing criminal trespass or breaking into your property, that still does not mean that they're not going to come after you. You've got to protect yourself after that fact legally so that you don't go to jail so definitely exercise that right and you have a right to remain silent anything you say can and will be used to used against you in a court of law so definitely remember that all right so hopefully we have a uh, jason howland on the line um okay all right so we're still working on getting jason um but i do want to go back to if we can throw a video on there of um Zoka park uh what happened at Zoka park and um, yeah let me
0: preface this video with uh there was no parking anywhere and the auxiliary lot was closed so people were parking on the side of the road and a park ranger was walking down sticking tickets on every single car there were probably 50 tickets that they gave out and the auxiliary lot i talked to one of the city officials, the city uh city workers excuse me and he said that the auxiliary lot was closed because they were trying to you know emphasize social distancing by not allowing as much parking I don't
4: know just all right so let's so let's take a look
0: at this I don't think we're gonna be able to find parking there's nobody wearing any masks and nobody's social distancing there are so many people at Zilker right now there's nowhere to park so we just parked up on the curb here probably 500, 600 people here. So what are you guys all doing at? You got some wings, you got some...
7: We got wings, we got water, we're playing Uno.
0: Are you worried about getting Corona?
7: No, I've worked in the front line with people that had Corona, so I feel like that if I was going to get it, I would have had it by now.
4: It's my belief we've all been exposed to it already. Do you
0: think that Texas should start opening businesses back up that are non-essential?
4: They shouldn't do like Georgia. Georgia messed up. If we do open up the bars and other facilities, nail salons, barbershops, The requirement is going to be they're going to have to wear a mask eventually that conversation about how do we begin the process how do we work yeah transitioning out out of this period needs to happen
0: do you think this embodies the spirit of austin
4: uh yes and i also think like a lot of other places are doing the same thing where like people realize that life doesn't stop so yes this is austin
0: you're here with a couple of your buddies you guys are playing soccer how do you feel about corona
7: um you know, the Wuhan virus, I think it's kind of obviously dangerous, but it's blown over a little bit. As you can see, like we're all out here. I'm not scared of it. You don't I have don't
0: a like mask on. We're not social distancing. I feel like we're it's, at like an intimate level right now. you think they should start opening businesses?
7: Hell yeah. We got to go at least phase one with, uh, you know, gyms, uh, salons, sex shops, stuff like that.
0: What do you think about masks being mandatory?
7: Uh, I think it's against the uh, the rights of being American. I think that if I don't want to wear a mask, I shouldn't have to. What
0: do you think about social distancing?
7: I don't like it because I want to be around girls and I want to get closer to them. And it's been really difficult. I've been working from home and it's been extremely boring. But I've been doing like a lot of home workouts. Got some like dumbbells and stuff. Been trying to learn like a new skill, like Chinese. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, But I I, I already know.
4: (laughs) Oh, man. I'm telling you, uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back to that to that one, and we're gonna talk about that a little later. I do want to go to Michigan and uh, go to uh, Jason uh, Jason Howland out of Michigan. What's going on, Jason? Welcome to come and talk, sir.
6: Hey, how you doing? Hey, there he is. (laughs) So, Jason, tell us
4: what's going on in in Michigan there.
6: Well, uh, man, our governor has gone crazy. She's gone mad. Um, So. What's going on up here is we've had really crazy restrictions levied on us up until this last week or so. And um, basically, the what it was is like nobody could go buy seeds from a major store or you couldn't uh, you couldn't do really any kind of anything that would be fun. It was like she put a ban you on the You told me fun. that they, they couldn't buy a car seat, something like that? yeah, you couldn't buy car seats for a minute there the the rules were really hard to understand also, but I mean it was it was a lot of craziness. no motor boats, but you could go in a rowboat, um no fishing, no no growing your own food unless you could find a small shop to sell you the the seeds or whatever but then, so then
0: so uh, uh, jason you you went on uh at the the protest there last when was that a week and a half ago?
6: Yeah, a week and a half ago, the Wednesday before
0: last at the Capitol in Lansing, and there were there was reportedly 100,000 people there. I don't know
6: how accurate that number is. Do you think that's accurate? It, it seems to be accurate. I mean, I've never counted 100,000 people myself, but um, if yeah, I mean, it was people in every direction coming into town as far as you could see.
0: And we had video. I don't know if we've rolled video of that uh, but there is there are cars lining the so, the road, the street there, and everybody's about honking
6: two miles to make it to the capital. This is what happens when America wakes up. Yeah, that that video has almost a million views at this point. That's that's the live stream that I ran from the, from the protest. And so, uh, leading up to that, you had also been.
0: Uh, visiting hospitals and videotaping the Detroit, uh, the state fairgrounds where there's a testing facility there. And can you just let us know what exactly was going on over there? Because from the, from the videos that I watched, it seemed like they were empty and you originally went at night and it was kind of eerie. And then you went back during the day because people, people were calling you and saying, Hey, you know, you, you should go back during the day and
6: it was still empty. And it seems like nothing's going on there at all. Yeah. the The thing was, Okay, so the first, I'll give you the background on the whole thing. I was actually at the grocery store, and I was aggravated because there was like a two-hour wait to pick your groceries up curbside, which I've been doing for like two years now. And, and so I'm like, you know what, there's a hospital right down the street. I know this whole thing. I knew in my heart this whole thing is nonsense. I didn't believe a word of it. So I got, But I, I hadn't come out and said anything like that, and I just went to the hospital to see. And when I got to the hospital, I had to turn my camera on. I mean, there was a white tent just blowing in the wind, nobody in it. Um, I did talk to a security guard that time. They wouldn't let you in any emergency rooms. Believe me, I tried. I went in with my phone in my pocket a couple times and did get, like, you can kind of hear what people are saying. But I, and, but this guy's like, yeah, it's, it's really actually really slow. And this was at the time when the news was all over the story of how overrun the hospitals were, you know? So I post that video and immediately I'm getting death threats. I'm getting people telling me I'm, I'm out there spreading a virus that's killing millions of people or whatever's going on. And so I, so I'm like, okay, I got to figure this thing out. So then people are like, well, yeah, you went to the wrong hospital. So then for like a week, I chase the ghost around, right? I go to the hospital. They're all telling me this one's busy, that one's busy, the next one. And so I'm going to these hospitals, and in the midst of it, yeah, you're talking about the uh, Detroit State Fairgrounds. They have this testing. It's like a camp. It's set up. It's a square mile. There's 12-foot fences around, like, the entire thing. um, Where you can see in the video you're showing right now, um, the fence isn't 12 feet, but there's a drop off on the other side, so it's still quite tall. But everywhere on the other side, it's like 12 feet. They got concrete barricades, um, and there's nobody. Like, there's might have seen one car drive into the place, and I've been there two or three times to to check the progress because the other and, thing that I and so here is- we we gotta we gotta cut out the
0: commercial break here shortly. But when we get back, we can talk about how you were saying that the uh, the guard or the the security whatever you want to call it at the hospital and i don't know if you, if you talked to anybody at that at the site as well but that they were real laid back and they didn't they didn't they said there was basically nobody in the hospital all right yeah, we'll come back from the break we're talking
4: with, we're talking with jason howland out in michigan you know the michigan motto is it, it translates to means that if you seek a pleasant peninsula look about you that's how it translates, because over in South Dakota, the governor there, Christy Nome, she's a real governor that knows the role of government, and she should run for president. But the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer, she should be dragged out of the Capitol by her hair, tarred and feathered on the Capitol lawn. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. This is Maj toure You're listening to Common Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All
4: right, so we're over in Michigan and we're talking with uh, an activist, right, Uh, Gary?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, Jason was sort of promoted the the original rally up in Lansing and now he's part of the organizers for the the new rally that's going to happen on the 30th of April. And Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but the title of the rally is... Rally on the lawn or something like that. Yeah, it's just rally on the
6: lawn. Like the the whole thing is we haven't, we haven't named any organization. We haven't named any, anything um, that's backing this because this is simply about getting our ability to go back to work and ending the, the emergency declaration. Uh, so that the governor loses her power to keep us uh, on this lockdown. So I do want to plug that uh, April 30th, 9 a.m. on the lawn. We've got a ton of great stuff. Sheriff Clark's going to speak there. We've got a lot of great speakers, uh, really awesome stuff going on um, on Thursday, and we need you to come out and convince the Senate to vote no on extending that, uh, that emergency declaration. So that's, so that's this the is purpose an isolated of of event? This is an isolated
0: event. It's not connected to any specific organization. Exactly. Is are there organizations that are getting involved?
6: There's there's one organization that's kind of self named themselves involved, um, but but from the beginning we've been planning with a group of about uh, of about eight of us that have just kind of been organizing, planning, spreading the the message. Um, each one of us has jobs to do, and that's kind of what we're doing. All right. So, all right. So,
0: getting back to the what you were seeing at these hospitals. Um, when you when you went from hospital to hospital, you kept recognizing that there was a sort of a lack of uh, regiment regarding the the face masks and the social distancing and whatnot, and, and the security seemed to be laid back. But not only that, it, it also appeared that these hospitals actually weren't very busy, like uh, some of the news has been reporting.
6: Yeah, the news was reporting crazy, crazy busy, and and like they were saying, the hospitals were overrun. They were causing all of this panic. Everybody was completely up at arms about it. And then you'd go and there'd be nobody there. Like if I the, the emergency rooms I could get into or even get my camera around the corner and look, you'll see there's nobody in there. There's nobody. And, and, yeah, people aren't wearing masks. I talked to, and you were before the break, you were asking me about an EMT, I think, is what I went to uh, one of the hospitals, um, Troy Beaumont Hospital, which was said to be overrun and, and terrible and i i actually met with an emt in the parking lot and this guy would have came up and shook my hand literally no no problem he had no mask on he would have, totally he would have had gone. a beer with you yeah yeah totally anything with, i just i'm just talking to him for about five minutes or three minutes something like that and he's he's yeah you and me guys like us we're not going to get sick from this he said you know yeah. people that are high risk maybe he said but we're not transfer- uh, we're not moving almost anybody right now. And, and I mean, he, he would have sat down for an hour and just talked. I think he was. So you, you didn't see person. any
0: hospitals that were as busy as what the news was reporting. So you're essentially saying that the news is reporting
6: false information. Oh, the news is reporting all kinds of false information. I mean, the the dead hospitals, the the fact that we were going to need these field hospitals. That's another video that I don't know if I had posted last time I talked with you guys, but I went to. Cobo Hall, and I went to uh, suburban showcase, which are these giant field hospitals that they created, um, in order to uh, take all the overflow from these, from these hospitals that were uh, supposedly overrun. Well, these places were sitting empty. Right. And you also mentioned,
0: uh, well, you didn't mention this, but I watched all the footage. Um, Homeland Security was also there. Correct?
6: Yeah, yeah, there was a Homeland Security truck. At, yeah, you what saw were they Kobe, doing there? Did you Kobe speak Hunt? with them? I, I, there was nobody in the truck. There was just a truck there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty eerie that that would anywhere. be happening. Yeah, I, I have no idea what what the deal was. Um, I know shortly after my video played, they came out with a new narrative that that they they had overestimated and they only needed 250 beds at the suburban showcase. And i don't think any of those have ever been taken either
0: so that also sort of uh segues into my my next question here and is that uh after your video came out there were some repercussions and one of them was you're, you're saying that they're changing the narrative of sorts but also that facebook has basically started banning you from from making posts to a yeah, certain gretchen,
6: degree well gretchen Whit- i'll tell you the whole story with that gretchen whitmer um actually Gretchen called Whitmer for, for those
0: of the those are the people that don't know because our our audience is largely Texan, Gretchen Whitmer is the governor of Michigan.
6: yeah yeah she she actually called the gov or called Mark Zuckerberg and sent him emails asking for him to take down any uh events that were uh protest related like anything that yeah how up did so. you how did you find this out well that that okay so i i uh I don't remember where I originally sourced that information. So don't quote that as, as gospel, but here's what happened. We saw that go pretty much viral throughout Michigan, all over social media, that she had done that and like within 30 minutes of that happening, all of the events were taken down.
0: So you don't have any substantiated evidence that she did communicate with him, but you do have hearsay and the coincidence of the fact that the events were taken down in unison after. That that went viral.
6: Yeah, so so me okay. me saying you can't take that as as I have it in writing. I can see if I can find it, and if I do, I'll forward it over to you guys because it seems like I saw something official on that. But I yeah, please I do know. send it over. We'll post it. Yeah, maybe there's somebody listening from from my stream too that would be willing to send that over. I think there's a lot of people that might have that. Steve is watching. A couple of people that I know are watching this too. So. um They might have that if you do send it over but um anyway yeah so that that happened and then um also uh, my Facebook and a couple of other organizers typically if I go live I'll have maybe 800 or a thousand views if I'm if I'm live for 15 20 minutes and right now I can't get 150 if I'm live for 15 20 minutes so it's the there's something going on with slowing everything down too well and that's a common the problem they do that all
4: around the world yeah it's called shadow banning right so
0: so right, well, i appreciate so you jason appreciate you coming on man
6: no problem no problem so yeah i just want to real quick um i want to let everybody know the whole purpose that i'm doing this i did not start out trying to try to make a uh, an investigative reporter or something, I started out wanting to see why the, all the madness, found that there was no reason for it, and now I'm just fighting to get Michiganders back to work. So the background on me is everybody I work with is a small business owner. And so I need those small business owners to be successful for me, but I even worse than that, I hate to see workers and different people that, that rely on those small business owners suffering the way they have throughout this stuff. Uh, Throughout this whole thing, we just need Michigan back to work. We need a vote of no from the Michigan Senate on the thirtieth to not extend the emergency declaration from the for the governor to give her more power. Yeah.
4: All right. Awesome, man. Thank you, Jason. Really appreciate you coming on and talking with us today. Yep. All right. All right. So, man, that, that's that's a lot of stuff there, um, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, it's.
6: I mean, I
0: I was I was up. I didn't really sleep last night. I probably went to bed at eight a.m. I was up watching all the video footage and sifting through uh um uh, uh, news stories, and I was also editing some of that Zilker footage. Anyways, um I think that you also, Michael, you wanted to talk about this officer involved shooting. We're not going to have time to do that today, obviously. No, but so, we,
4: you want to do we, a video after this. Yeah, we're going to do is We're going to start another stream after we go off the air for the radio, and we'll come back on, and we'll talk about that in about probably about five minutes after we, we go off the, the radio. We'll come back on another stream and, yeah. and break that down, and also we're going to talk about some other stuff. We're going to talk some more detail about that Dallas uh, shooting as well yeah. because there are some elected officials that are starting the rumblings around the state of Texas. They're saying, hey, the governor needs to call a special session. Bring our elected officials in to a special call 2020 and let the elected body, the entire body, decide on what we're going to do with this coronavirus pandemic. Um, so we're talking – We're going to in about five minutes? When we come back, yeah. All right, cool. So set as always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.